0: Welcome to episode 22 of the Screen Fellows Podcast. My name is Carlos.
1: And I'm Ozzy.
0: In this episode, we will be having an in-depth, spoiler-filled discussion on Suicide Squad, as well as talking about the future of the DCEU. Enjoy the show.
2: Shut up and sit down.
0: Alright, in this episode, we have a guest with us. We have TD, who works over at NFL Media. He produces some of their podcasts, and he also has his own podcast, Make It, Take It, the podcast. Um, it's a NBA show, and sometimes he talks superheroes, and he's talked superheroes with me for a while on Twitter, so we decided to have him on. TD, how are you What's doing? Go-
3: what is going on, guys? Yes, I uh, I always say... I do sports during the day, pretty much sports, uh, superhero stuff at night. Um, so yeah, that's sort of my own, I guess, you know, alter ego, so to speak.
0: (laughs) Hey, sounds good to me, man. Um, so you already had a suicide squad discussion on your podcast, um, but we're kind of, We we had our review and now we're going to have our more in-depth discussion and we're going to get into all the spoilers. So this is the official spoiler warning. So if you have not seen Suicide Squad, go watch it or don't watch it, depending on if you go listen to our review, then decide if you're going to watch it and then go watch it and listen to us. All right. So here we go. TD, I think we had somewhat differing opinions, but I think we both agree that the movie has issues, correct?
3: Oh, definitely. The movie is uh, has a ton of issues. It's it has issues all around from the very start, from the very opening sequence, really, yes. to the very end. Um, but yeah, so we agree on that one.
0: Yeah, I think we all kind of agree there. Um, but I think you and Ozzy are more on the same page as where you both kind of think it was fun, but obviously had issues, but you had more fun with it than, say, Batman vs. Superman, correct?
1: Yeah.
3: I yeah, I would say that. And even going back to your tweet from yes last night, Carlos on a Sunday night about yeah. you had a tweet saying someone who essentially said Batman v Superman is a better movie, Suicide Squad is more fun. And on the surface, I sort of agree with that. I would say though with, with when the, when both movies aren't really very good, you you get a lot of bonus points for being fun, and that's kind of what happened with both movies. I didn't I didn't love Batman v Superman. I thought that movie I've seen that movie multiple times, and I still don't like it. But Suicide Squad, <laughs> I can still go in and be like, hey, this, these characters are fun. Deadshot was cool. Harley Quinn was cool. You know, that, you know, but yeah, I, I, that's, I, that's my over, overview of, yeah,
0: of both movies. I can't really get there, but I get where you're coming from. Um All right, well, let's kind of get into the actual movie here. Um The plot is my biggest issue, but so let's start kind of, just how they opened this movie, though, with all the introductions to the characters with um, kind of the graphics going across the screen. What did you guys think of that?
1: I thought it was decent. Um, they didn't really attract me like 100 percent. But
0: yeah, TD, <laughs> what do you think?
1: For me I thought it was
3: it's reeked of post production. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of post production and we all heard about the reshoots yeah. and yeah. it just came off that way. It looked cool. It looked really, really cool. But yeah, one of the reasons why it really feels like a post produced job is because you don't that's not when a movie comes out so stylistic in that sort of fashion, that mm-hmm. sort of way and I'm trying to recall other movies that have done this, but hopefully it'll come to me. But when a movie does that that thread is usually it's usually that way throughout the movie. Consistent, you just yeah. Notice that sim similar stylistic sort of thread. I think mm-hmm. Kingsman Secret Service sort of had their own yeah. little vibe to it, and it's sort of woven through the entire movie. Here mm-hmm. you sort of see in the first, an opening act, and the first few scenes, and then it disappears.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I I actually did not like that. Um Those first few scenes at all, I thought like the introductions to all the characters were sure they were fun, I guess, to watch and like visually they were interesting, but I I was just like, this is so lazy. It's so, it's such lazy introductions to characters. And I mentioned it on our regular review, how guardians of the galaxy, a movie kind of similar in plot to this was able to introduce their characters so much more cohesively into the story. And I think this movie failed at that uh, that's just my opinion though so um
1: I, I can agree with you there it was just sort of lazy on their part and they're trying to really make this a really fun movie and i guess they're trying to really get to the point yeah like really fast yeah and i feel like we've probably all seen the rumored deleted scenes
2: yeah and
3: cut scenes list the one thing that stood out to me, really, and there's a YouTube video which essentially lays out all the footage mm-hmm. and scenes that are in the trailers and then not in the movie. And one of the scenes that really stands out to me is having Rick Flagg. He's the one reading out the rap sheet of all the Suicide Squad members yeah. in the trailer. I mean, it's sort of d- detailing who they are, their abilities. And I almost wonder if that was the original and David Ayer's original cut of this movie. That was where, like, yeah, we introduced the characters and what they do. And it's mm-hmm. it's, it's not done in a stylistic graphic montage. It's just done as part of the dialogue. Um, and then they switched it around once Warner Brothers Studio got involved to have this graphics package at the start of the movie. So it kind of i'm just interested in where that cut got made but yeah Yeah. it it does kind of stick out like a sore thumb as opposed to guardians which they do that much more seamless seamlessly throughout the movie you see like rockets back which just without even any dialogue exactly kind of lets you know hey there's some backstory to this that's intriguing you know
0: all right well let's get into these characters kind of individually what did you guys think of harley quinn
1: I think Marley Quinn, Harley, Harley <laughs> Marley Quinn, I'm sorry, Harley Quinn, um, played by Margot Robbie. I think there she did a go. fantastic job, arguably one of the best performances in suicide squad. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely want to see a movie with her, like another movie with her.
0: There are a lot of rumors that she'll get a standalone movie, which I, I wouldn't be opposed to because that means we get more Joker too. But the
1: only thing I'm opposed to when it comes to that, it's just, it's, it's a DC owned character. So I was really <laughs> nervous about how
0: that movie would turn out. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> TD, what'd you yeah, think? For
3: me, for me, I thought, I thought she was great. Yeah. I think, and I had the tweet at the time. And I, again, I promise not to use the same content that I already had <laughs> on my podcast hopefully some of you listeners can check that out but yeah. this one tweet was i thought she was to Margaret to harley quinn margarott was to harley quinn with heath ledger was to the joker in the sense that it's such a definitive take on the character yeah. in live action i mean the character it's definitely in a different quality of a movie mm-hmm. the joker had the dark knight harley quinn has suicide squad but she's just she just there are a couple of face facial expressions she makes and couple of lines, a couple of the the scene where and we'll get to it later on, but she just has a couple of moments where it's like you can see that she's crazy, but there's also a lay underneath mm-hmm. and she does that really well either between dialogue or just a facial expression. I thought she was fantastic.
0: Yeah, me too. I I definitely agree with both of you guys. I thought she was definitely one of the best parts of the movie. There's the scene where they're all kind of in the bar talking Um, towards the end of the movie, the beginning of the third act, which is where it kind of loses its, um, mind a little bit. But that scene is where I was like, she's in another class than the rest of the actors in this movie. Even I like Will Smith and he's definitely a star and he's definitely shown moments of great acting. But to me, Margot Robbie's on another level of just talent and that scene where she's kind of, what was she talking about in that scene? Um, she was like, what you, she was talking
3: d- to El Diablo, right? Yeah.
0: She was yeah. like, you want us to have a normal life. That's not possible for people like us. And there was just such raw emotion there. And like, it's so complex just, and you can tell just with the way she delivered the lines. And one of the things that I think that they n- knocked out of the park in this movie was her relationship with the Joker. Say what you will about the Joker. I know it's very divided online about, um, Jared Leto's performance and how they use Jared Leto's Joker in this movie. But they nailed harley quinn and jared or and the joker's relationship it was it's so layered and complex and i think they killed it
1: yeah um i really liked jared leto as the joker i just wish we saw more of him so that we can get more information (laughs) and for me to even judge really that's
0: what i was that's what um, i always said it was just we we don't have enough i can't judge him off his performance because we didn't get enough of his performance
1: exactly i can i can honestly say that we most of the things that you see him in in the movie is that you see him in the trailer yeah
0: and, it's, and you even see more in the trailer than you do in the movie uh td i know you had major issues with his screen time so take
2: it away yeah,
3: yeah we see him in the trailer more than we do in a movie we almost see him in the rick ross video more than we see him in the movie it's I, I just felt bad for him, honestly. Yeah. And there were, there were reports here today on Monday when we we're taping this that a, a fan wanted to, wants to sue Warner Brothers and they almost have a legitimate case. And the, 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 the lawsuit is based on the fact that this was falsely advertised mm-hmm. because trailer footage that you showed at Comic-Con essentially a week before this movie got released. Has a ton of Joker's footage that is not in the movie. Yeah. So they've known for a while what the final cut of this movie is, and they've been rolling out trailers and TV spots and the character uh, featurettes that they rolled out in, in the month leading up to the movie release with footage that's not in the movie. So I can I understand where Leto's coming from because we're, you guys are both talking about what grade would you give this? Would he give his performance? And it's hard to do. It's yeah. an, an incomplete grade um, because he's just not in the movie enough. And plus. There's scenes that are just cut out of it, and when you're trying to do something that's so unique and different, and you don't have the screen time to do it, yeah, it comes off as disjointed, and he he's now in a bad spot with, I'm trying to follow, follow up Heath Ledger, for crying out loud. Exactly. Let's put it this way. I do a basketball podcast, right? LeBron's trying to follow up Michael Jordan's performance, and... He only gets six minutes of playing time. It's yeah,
1: like, no, no, that's not fair. <laughs> uh,
0: exactly. I I always even as soon as they announced that that Joker was going to be in this movie, I was like, he has an impossible task. Whoever they uh, cast has an impossible task, and he did have an impossible task. And I thought he did pretty well with what he was given. But we can't judge him off the screen time that he got. We just can't. Yeah. I just I did not like how they used him in the movie at all. With him kind of just popping up randomly in the plot. Like, I just, I don't know. It didn't feel like it flowed. Like, that's one of the biggest issues I have with this movie. It does not flow at all. It just kind of things happen, and you're just like, I, I don't know what's going on right now.
1: I would have been fine if he was actually the main villain. I wouldn't have.
0: I, I um, wouldn't have hated that either.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's what they should have gone with, to be honest with you. hmm That would have been an interesting dynamic going, like, Harley Quinn going up against the Joker and stuff.
0: Okay, before we get into the rest of the characters, I guess, what do you think of the overall plot of the movie? Like, with Enchantress being, ended up being a villain, and her brother showing up, and we, it just, things happen, and they have to save, um, Amanda Waller. Did you, were you entertained by this plot? Did you understand what was happening most of the time? Because I did not.
1: Um... No, I, I, one, I didn't care for Amanda Waller in a sense, cause like, I think, I think the actress who played her did a fantastic job. She did a phenomenal job. Agreed. I wouldn't want to save her.
0: Because they, they, ha- they, she was written so evil that yeah. you can't root for her.
1: Basically, like, you, yeah, Viola Davis, she did a great job, but I just, I didn't like her. I would have preferred if she just, died and then they wouldn't do that but I, I, but I would have preferred if she just died and the way that she just killed off those agents no, it was that cold. was cold that was cold and I understand what they were trying to do yeah but it's like okay then but why have them there if they, mm-hmm. they're not set for clearance regardless were you gonna kill them regardless Yeah situation didn't even happen
0: it was just dumb. What do you think, think of this that whole scene situation?
3: Was another victim of how many cuts yeah. were involved here? Because apparently that scene goes on a little bit longer. I d- I disagree with that whole idea of her just killing them the way she did. Yeah. But yeah. apparently there's even more to that scene that sort of at least sort of allows it, sort of makes sense. Um, I thought her on screen presence was fantastic. She has mm-hmm. a really good line. She was definitely a force to be reckoned with. And I think I, I do want to see her moving forward. Um, the overall plot, though, I mean the Doing that mission, they were the whole Suicide Squad is asking, "What are we doing? What's going on?" And that's how the audience felt.
0: I Agreed. Think every time,
3: yeah. yeah. Every time in a movie in a movie that has a lot of different rules and whatnot, it's always good to have one character that's like the audience who's yeah. trying to figure out what's going on. Every character was like that. Exactly. Right? The suicide Squad. Only Rick Flag seemed to know what's going on, and the rest of us were on the outside looking in, and so that was clunky. Um, One thing I didn't even get to on on my podcast, i was saving it for for this right here at Screenfalls Podcast, Mm -hmm. is the helicopter that gets shot down on their way to Midway City. For me, (laughs) I've seen that movie twice, and both times, I'm like, how and why and what just happened? And it never gets revisited. How did that helicopter get shut down and by whom?
0: The helicopter gets shot down twice in that movie, and you're just like, both times, you don't care.
3: Well the second time you sort of see you sort of see the villain incubus use yeah. his powers or whatever that his outstretched arm or whatever it is yeah. fantastic four type powers Mr. Fantastic <laughs> type powers to bring down the uh, helicopter the first time it's bullets yeah. are being shut down and at this point in the movie we haven't seen the generic villains that the enchantress has Mm -hmm. we haven't seen them at all we definitely haven't seen them use weapons neither yeah so it's kind of like who's gunning them down and why isn't that an actual plot and i think even that too is an also as as a result of the reshoots and the cuts because it doesn't make sense
0: yeah there's a there's just a lot of random scenes that don't make like the harley scene in the elevator for instance it that, that scene was cool but then like, it just kind of happens. It, it has no consequences whatsoever. It's just, it's there. And then she goes I'd, in the I'd elevator. I'll
3: forgive, forgive him on that point, though. I think that was just like, hey, just watch Harley again, Texas yeah. Joker, and here's her fighting. It was it was essentially her version of Will Smith, dead shot, one man army on the top of the car, just whooping yeah, ass, right? But the
1: way they executed it was kind of weird yeah. because you, you see why why Deadshot is really doing that. As to her, she's just like, she got a text from Joker. I'll be there. Get ready. Then she goes up there randomly. Bye. I'm leaving. And deals with it. They're upstairs. And, and she's like, yeah.
0: hi guys. And they meet her upstairs. <laughs> she took the elevator. Was there another elevator? Did we miss something? I don't
1: know. <laughs> I mean, obviously they climbed the stairs, but I was like, how?
3: They ran. <laughs> they, they it. must have
1: been the flash or something. Because I don't know how they got there so yeah. fast. Uh, (laughs) that's a good point i
3: think more so it was just for the comedic beat of hey everyone's trying to plan meticulously and here comes charlie just messing stuff up going off the elevator by herself and you know that was kind of like the bit you know Mm -hmm. the bit there so i I wasn't mad about it but i could see how logistically yeah that didn't make sense
0: (laughs) yeah um I, i just i take issue with this entire like the idea of the where they wanted to go with this story just the the idea that they came up came up with like why would you go mystical why with the suicide squad
1: i have no idea
0: this is how i put it when i was talking to some i think i was talking to my brother about it um earlier today um when you watch the avengers right obviously it's really cool to see the entire team together and fighting and everything but when they're all fighting the aliens in the first avenger and they've got these laser guns and things like that it's always even when you're watching and it's cool to see all the avengers together even when you're watching that it always looks odd to see Black Widow with her two pistols and um, Hawkeye with his bow and arrow. This was an entire movie of just Hawkeyes and Black Widows fighting creatures that they had no business fighting.
3: That's a, that's a great way to put it. I mean yeah. the analogy of uh, Deadshot on the Car was similar to Captain America Whooping Ass too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a, that's a great way to put it. This movie... From the very beginning, of oh, well, the villains' plot anyway yeah. just didn't make any sense for the cast of characters or the cast of super, not superheroes, the cast of super villains that you have. Mm-hmm. I would have much, much rather preferred it if they were going after the Joker or the government. Amanda Waller was using them for covert political missions, government type stuff. Like let them go fight against another country's super villains. that you know, those could be generic, but don't don't bring the mystical element into this so soon you didn't need that at all there was no covert missions vibe and filter this no planning none of that that Mm -hmm. and they could have had like a fun action heist type movie here with your lead characters of deadshot and margarovi and then they just went in the
0: completely opposite direction with Enchantress. Yeah, and it just feels so like convenient, and just the plot just is random. Like they set up the Suicide Squad, and then Enchantress decides to get her brother, and it's just like, oh, oh, okay, sure. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know. It didn't make, it didn't work for me. I um, agree with that. Yeah, you kind of, you guys kind of brought up Deadshot. So did you guys like Will Smith in this movie? I think he's a like consensus, like one of the best parts of the movie.
1: Yeah, his comedy was arguably one of the best parts in this movie. Mm -hmm. He, we were, he was one of the characters that I felt as an audience we really cared for and we rooted for. So I have to give Will Smith the positive on that. He also really brought his charisma.
0: That's exactly what it is.
1: Awesome. And yeah, I mean, I really liked his take on that.
0: Deadshot. <laughs> for, yeah, for me, I completely agree. His charisma is kind of what carries the movie. It's what drives it makes you care about these characters and actually somewhat care about what's what's going on. Even when the plot makes no sense and you're just like, I don't care about what's happening, you care about Will Smith at least because <laughs> he, he makes his, he makes his character so likable even though he's a hitman, you know? Yeah, makes sense. I think he was so good and so charismatic
3: that he actually gives the DC EU, which, by the way, is such a clunky name. It is. DCEU. Get out of here, DC4. <laughs> it gives them a problem on their hands. They have a villain, a Batman villain, who, as of right now, is more likable than Batman. <laughs> I don't want to see Batman take down Deadshot, I, based on what you've shown me so far. You know, like, if if any—I if want to see a movie of both of them in it, but it's just— he was really good. Uh, I really liked him. His his opening sequence outside of the against the graphics package again, which I think looked cool. It just it just again reeked the post production. But his little scene of him getting a job done and getting double <laughs> for yeah. his uh for his for that one kill was fun. It was just like Agreed. all right, here's a guy was a he's a vet. He knows what he's doing, and he was fun from the very start. And then the one scene where his you know his aim. He's at a shooting range and he's hitting all those targets mm-hmm. with all kinds of different weapons. And the y'all jokers must be crazy, line. Yeah. You see that in the trailers, and you think, "Oh, this is Will Smith who's doing Will Smith type things." But in the movie, given the scene and the context, it actually works.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um. So I thought that was, I thought that was pretty fun, and it was it was just good again to see Will Smith be Will Smith again. And I de- this is a character I definitely want to see moving forward. I uh, don't know where, or how, but he's Will Smith. If you wanted to do a Deadshot movie with him, focus on high value targets, you could do that because Will yeah. Smith.
0: But that, that's exactly what I was going to bring up the uh, the idea of a Deadshot movie. W- when they brought up that kind of flashback scene, that's when I was like, I actually could watch a Deadshot movie. But then something happens, and the daughter gets way too like involved in what's happening. <laughs> I get her yeah. purpose, but. To me, there was just something that was off from the moment that she stepped in front of her dad pointing a gun at Batman that I was just like, This is what? <laughs> it just does not yeah. jive with what was happening.
3: Yeah, here's my take on that. here's my take on what was odd on that. I think Batman was the one that was odd on that. I think it's it's outside of Batman saving Harley from from uh from the river, I think. A lot of the Batman scenes in here were seen forced to me. I, I, especially that mid-credit scene with Amanda Waller, I thought that was just, it was in repetitive. my theater, people were laughing at that scene, yeah. and that's a problem. Um, but I think the Batman stuff, it just felt weird, man. I, I don't know. I, it just didn't play well to me. It felt like it was playing a bit. You could see Ben Affleck playing a bit, which is strange because I loved him in Batman v Superman, but then he shows up in this movie, and it, here's, I think here's a general issue. I just didn't think, it felt big enough. Everything felt so small scale. There was mm-hmm. not these epic wide shots. Everything was so up close and tight. Yeah. And I would have loved, I mean, I'm not a cinematographer, but I would have loved to see like, sort of like Batman in the wings, sort of watching Deadshot. as he's going yeah. around the corner, like, and then grappling gun to a hook and then showing up. He just, he just came out of nowhere from right behind him. And it's like, it's over Deadshot, but I don't want to do this in front of your daughter.
1: Like, like, why do it in front of your why do it when
3: it's <laughs> <man?"> like, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's, yeah I, yeah so i just had an issue with the whole how they implemented batman in that scene and uh, man the amanda Waller scene was just
2: Yeah. Man.
3: batman is bruce wayne the bruce wayne I, I i got used to he's more he's cooler than that he's yeah. he's not he seemed like he was pressing like Hey, Amanda, I need the I need this vows. I need them. Hey, yeah. Bruce Wayne is chilled. Bruce Wayne is a playboy billionaire. Like he's not, he just seemed like he was playing a bit. And I, I don't know. I, I loved him in Batman v Superman and here. Seems a little bit forced.
1: I can agree with that.
0: Yeah. My problem with the post credit scene was more just, we we've seen, I feel like we've seen that scene before. Like we've seen him getting the information from the flash drive or the email or whatever from Batman v Superman, that stupid scene. Why was this scene necessary? I, it's just I, you gotta show us. Like Marvel has been getting crap recently, in the not not in this past movie, but in the few ones before that, because we should they showed us a Thanos scene again, and it's like we've seen that before. You don't need to show us Thanos anymore. Just put him in a freaking movie. This one, it, it felt like that, and that's your first post-credit scene. That's not a good start. It's like we've already seen this. Why do you need to show us this again?
1: Yeah, I mean they really drowned the fact that. Batman is the one gonna is gonna be the one recruiting the Justice League okay we get it we get it we get it why don't you show us dark side or something (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs)
0: yeah um but all right what did you make of um that like because I know I keep going back to the daughter but what did you make of the daughter in the very end of the movie or not the very end but in the last battle
3: for me, it was it was once again it was clunky, yeah. and yeah, I just want to say this: I feel like we've been beating up on this movie this whole way. <laughs> I enjoy this movie; I found it to be fun. <laughs> like, There've been, there been, there been bad movies I find to be fun. Yeah. I watched all of Bay Transformers movie and, <laughs> and all the Bay Formers. and before Age of Extension, which was the last one, I liked them all. So I like. I can agree I've, with that. I've liked the bad movies yeah. before, and so again, this movie is a bad movie, but I had fun with it. I've seen it twice; I might see it a third time. Mm-hmm. I would say this though. The daughter scene, once again, was clunk, was, was, was just done in a clunky manner, yeah. right? Because she pops up before Deadshot shoots the bomb that ends the whole big ring in the sky thing. However, just 10 minutes prior to that, for some reason, when Enchantress is showing off the dreams of every, the desires, your deepest, deepest desires of every character in the Suicide Squad, and you see jo- Harley Quinn and living a normal life with the Joker, Deadshot's vision, for some reason, is Batman. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Of him killing Batman. And so far in this movie, all you've you've shown us to see, all you've taught us is that he's an assassin for hire, but he loves his daughter. And that just felt like... Which is it? Does he want Batman dead? Or is is his daughter the one that's driving him? So, outside of the fact that it was cheesy, and I get it was a callback, and they set it up already, it, it also... I had I had less of a problem with the placement of that scene. I just had more of a problem with the Batman desire of Deadshot. Yeah. Like he wants to kill Batman. I, just, I didn't buy that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. You you mentioned Deadshot's motives and how we've all, we've just been told that he's a cold blooded killer, right? And he kills for hire. That's that's all he does. One of the scenes, watching it the second time, that I was like, this doesn't fit at all with what you've been telling us about Deadshot is, and I get what they were trying to do, but for me, it didn't work. And I'm interested to see if you guys, for you, it works. But when Harley escapes with the Joker and Amanda Waller is like, I will give you your freedom and your daughter. If you kill Harley, why put him in that position as the writer of this movie? If you, his response to that contradicts everything you've told us about this character. To me, it just felt like, I, I don't know. It didn't work for at all for me.
1: Yeah, it didn't work at all for me. I mean, this is, oh, really? this is a man who is driven by making sure that his daughter, at the end of the day, is okay. He wants his daughter to live with him at the end of the day. That's exactly. like one of the first things you hear in the movie from Deadshot. And the fact that... I mean, he even told uh, Ryder, I think this was the character's name, is that he wants his daughter to go to the schools and yeah. he wants the best for his daughter. So the fact that he would just not shoot Harley Quinn... <laughs> Okay, he barely knows this woman, and he chose not to kill her yeah. over his daughter. It's kind of a contradiction of what he does because he, we know that he basically kills so, so that he can feed his daughter and everything. Yeah. So the fact that he didn't do that and he is, could have gotten
0: his he could have gotten his freedom and his daughter. I mean, yeah. but I guess he could say that you he wouldn't. I don't know. Td he, he defend the scene
3: if you can yeah, defend I mean. it. <laughs> I think what the movie was telling us in a very twisted way, and again, I agree with you guys, doesn't make sense, is that he values a million dollars or however however much money he usually makes on jobs more than he values his daughter and being with his daughter and his freedom, which again, as we can all agree doesn't make sense. Or they're telling us that, hey, Will Smith and Margot Robbie have been kicking it ever since Focus, and, hey, Will Smith just <laughs> seems to have something for Margot Robbie. Exactly. That's that's beyond this movie and what you've shown us in this particular movie, because once Amanda Waller gives him that deal,
2: mm-hmm.
3: true to his character, he says, oh, she's dead then. He goes up there, has her in his sights, dead in his sights, so to speak, and he, he yeah, he, you know, he he flops uh, intentionally, obviously. Yeah. But you see him try to pull the trigger, hesitate, and then miss intentionally mm-hmm. again because he doesn't miss. But that's another bit where they it was almost all done. And Carlos, you asked a question: Why put him in that position? If you're the writer of this yeah. movie, if you're David Ayer, it's it was done almost just for the bit of Harley looking like she was dead, yeah, and, and not dying. It was it was yeah. It doesn't it serves the comedy bit for that one scene, but it also undermines the character that you've built up so far Yeah, in that shot.
0: And, and to me, it's, it's another example of like rush character development. Cause yes, we've gotten little bit, little bits of like, Oh, the Harley and Deadshot kind of get along. Like they have an understanding. And I did that did, did think that aspect of the movie was cool it's because of Will no, Smith yeah. and Margot Robbie's chemistry. Um, but there's another instance of kind of rushed character development and character motivations in this. And it's Diablo. Cause for most of the movie, Diablo was my favorite character in the movie because he was so layered and complex. Like I loved that he did not want to use his powers. Um, but then at the end he has this line of like, oh, I don't want to lose my family. And it's like, you've been fighting against them this entire movie. And then all of a sudden they're family
1: completely took me out of it because (laughs) he's over here. They're all like fighting to basically get alive, like to stay alive actually, so that they can get freedom or something. And, He's just there just chilling, and then all of a sudden, just because he had a bonding moment with him at the bar, he's just like, I don't want to lose to the family again, okay, guys, guys. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you weren't doing anything this whole entire time yeah. to show that you cared for anyone but yourself.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. It, it was really, and again, that's, it was, this is where
3: this, the end of this movie is where it's, again, it's once again obvious that there were reshoots done, and things were rushed. And even the bar scene, again, we know from trailers, that whole bit where Robbie's asking or Harley Quinn's asking everyone what they want to drink is not in the movie. And that was one of the most used bits in the trailers and the TV spots where she's taking drink orders and El Diablo mm-hmm. says, I have order. Right? Yeah. Um, and so maybe there's more connection in that one scene that makes them all feel like a family. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I doubt it, but. <laughs> maybe, but I mean. The- I, I, I doubt
1: it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing that I think about, if I'm going to comp- compare Diablo to someone, is I'm gonna, I would say that Drax, for example. Okay. Drax is someone who did not like this, t- that he literally just came in. He didn't care for anybody on, on the team and Guardians of the Galaxy, but he realizes, I can see why he realizes that he screwed up. Yeah. He realizes that, okay, I screwed up. I need to save this guy. He was actually trying to help me out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is just one scene where Diablo just opens up. Like it wasn't anything. Like he just opens up to them. It's not like it's not like they're giving him anything. It's not like they're giving. Yeah. Him. It's not like they're consoling him or anything. No, it's just a scene of him opening up, making us like him. But there's no reason for him to particularly care about any one of them either. I agree. I agree completely. And
3: I sometimes I, I try not to compare this to Guardians because I get it. It's the misfits come together yeah. a team. But as we know, these are villains, and those were you know they weren't heroes to begin with. But you know they had yeah. some heroic um, characteristics. Uh, but with Diablo and end of this movie in general, the terrible lines. His family line was horrible. Mm-hmm. There was a line Will Smith goes you, talking to Enchantress, and he goes, you are evil. That's the whole line. That that there's no punchline. No. It's just him pointing and saying
2: you're evil. It was um, horrible.
3: And then also to uh, Harley Quinn's deal of, hey, there's only one problem. You messed with my friends. This movie turned into a CW show, or a... <laughs> hey, and, and I know you like CW, uh, the CW, DC verse, Carlos, but it gets really cheesy sometimes. Agreed. It turned into, like, Power Rangers. It just... It reeked of, oh, we have to reshoot and get this stuff done ASAP because that's not the – the dialogue prior to that wasn't fantastic. It Mm -hmm. wasn't Aaron Sorkin or whatever, (laughs) but it wasn't that cheesy all of a sudden it became really cheesy and it became this is where i think those fantastic four comparisons are sort of valid Mm -hmm. where the end of that movie also too felt rushed and you see actors delivering
2: lines good actors delivering lines that they even they don't believe in yeah um
3: i have any conviction in delivering so I, i it was so obvious here in this in this end scene and yeah i i almost when i watch the movie and when i say i enjoy this movie and i know it's a bad movie i'm almost I have to separate the the two bits of it. The first two acts and the final act, which I just think was horrendous. Yeah. And I was written and rushed. Oh, oh and Tantra saying, you don't have the balls to do
0: it. Like, oh, That was such a bad line. <laughs>
3: Oh, it just got so bad.
0: Yeah. It he got
1: so bad. the balls to do. I was like,
0: and she, what? That adds to her whole thing of like, she was like doing this weird belly dance the entire last <laughs> act. And See, I can't blame it on her
1: though. I can't blame <laughs> that All on
3: right. her. Yeah,
0: ability, she was like, directed oh, to do phone, that, yeah. but I do think that her acting wasn't the best, but that's another discussion. How about
3: Rick Fly coming in for the hug? I mean... <laughs>
0: That true. was
1: that <laughs>
3: was so <laughs> random. Had the same yeah. facial
1: expressions throughout the whole entire movie. <laughs> true. Didn't change facial expressions or nothing. It
3: felt it felt like a whole scene that was shot in one day. like, hey, guys, yeah. we just got to get stakes in, and this is our alliance. and this is what we're gonna roll with. So,
2: yeah.
3: yeah, it's I. It's sad to see what this movie became. And I was telling Carlos this earlier before we taped it how. The one thing DC does do, and maybe it doesn't, you don't see it in the profits and box office numbers, is they give us stuff to talk about, post release, because we have this whole deleted scenes nonsense. Now we can, we can sort of piece together the movie, and yeah, it's a lot of stuff to talk about as opposed to Civil War. You watch that, and like all you have to say about about that movie is how awesome it is. Yeah. Now we can have the conspiracy theories we can have lawsuits we can have petitions (laughs) all that type of stuff and it's great for what we do when we talk about these movies so yeah um,
0: all right to kind of wrap up this this suicide squad discussion i i think we can all agree just based on what we've been saying here is because every time we go to an individual character we're like oh they did a great job it was really well done and then you talk about the movie as a whole and it's just like i think this is a problem like It's just the characters. The characters are good. The characters are great at times. It's just the story is just so bleh that it's, it's hard. It sucks because you're wrapping these great characters in this horrible story. So I I don't know. That's just those are my thoughts on Suicide Squad in general. Great characters are surrounded by a horrible story.
1: Warner Brothers have big names to them. They have all these great actors, but they just don't know really how to edit and film sort of a movie yeah and it's ridiculous at this point like you they need to calm down and just realize they don't need to rush to do anything there was no reason for them to have an end set an end credit scene with ending in batman trying to recruit the justice yeah to me that kind of i heard someone say that kind of came off as like there's no need for this movie to even be there at that at this point if they're just recruiting the justice league
2: Mm mm-hmm
3: um, I, I almost would have loved uh, the one idea throughout would have loved that this movie was about them again, doing different covert options, either together or separately. And while they're all in the final battle, if not the Joker could have been them facilitating their own escape. And then we we leave this movie with the Suicide Squad essentially escaping. Um, and then that way, that's where even more need for Justice League. To come back in the DCE uh, future, yeah. ha- having to bring. Because these guys are still back in prison. So at this point, it's like there has to be another Suicide Squad 2 to get them out. Yeah. I don't want. These, this, these characters should not be in prison they yeah. anymore. And I feel like I wish they ended the, the, the show. And I know Margaret Robbie, Harley Quinn, got out, but yeah. the rest of them are still in there.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we I know you got to go in like five minutes here. So let's kind of get into um, our overall DCEU thoughts and where things are going and how things are going. Um, TD, we'll lead off with you since you are the one that needs to go pretty soon here. What What are your overall thoughts on the direction that the DCEU is heading? Well,
3: first of all, they need to change that name DCE <laughs> DC. like yeah <laughs> D <laughs> C extended universe what is that extended universe? What are we doing? Is this doing a math class? What is going on here? Like, yeah. They need a the whole re- revamp of the whole social team and PR squad. And I think thought they did a great job of Suicide Squad promoting this movie and mm-hmm. stuff. They did. the marketing was fantastic. And apparently they just, that's overall, and I'll move on to DC in a second, but overall that seemed to be the sin of Warner Brothers here is that they freaked out about Batman v Superman and realized, oh, we have to, or thought, oh, we have to have a fun movie come next. They saw that people reacted really well to the, to the Comic Con trailer of Suicide Squad. They had a lot of fun. And then they made, they wanted to make the movie be like the trailer. And that's how we ended up here. Um, so that's, that obviously is problematic. But, um, overall, I think the DCEU needs to, well, I think it's, it's the Zack Snyder effect. Honestly, yeah. I, the, the, the groundwork that he's laid and the characters that, the, the, the world that he's sort of created is Warner brothers is suffering for it right now. And we saw reports here today on Monday that man of steel two is in production, active development. And one of the main reasons is because this, the character has been done wrong so far. Mm-hmm. And yeah, guys, it's been done wrong by the guy you're paying to produce justice league and <laughs> to direct <laughs> justice league yeah. and write wonder woman. Um, and I think that needs to be fixed in a sense. Like we, you have to start reading the PR battle, right? Cause people are already going into this fans are already going to it with being jaded. Critics are already thinking, Oh, this is DC. You have to start changing public perception. And I think that could change with either pushing up Batman, the Batman solo movie, making that happen a little bit sooner. I mean, think about it. You can have a Batman movie with Will Smith and Jared Leto and dead shot like the Joker. With ben Affleck could directing. You can throw Margot Robbie in there if you want. Um, so I think overall, maybe that needs to get fast-tracked. Definitely maybe a Man of Steel that's lighter and more fun could get fast-tracked. But I'm, I'm legitimately worried about Justice League, which comes out next year. I, I, yeah. I'm I have worried, no faith in Snyder.
1: <clears throat> I'm worried for all these DC movies coming out just in general. I mean, if these were the set, the two movies that came out this year from DC and they were both bad like, this is ridiculous. Like, we, they need to get their stuff together and really decide what they're going to do from here. Yeah. And I think a smart decision would be to let Zack Snyder go. Because not- he produced this movie and he directed <laughs> Batman vs. Superman. I mean, come on. And the Ultimate Edition did not make anything better, really. Like, it made a little bit of things better, but not by a huge margin. So I think one of the things I need to do is let him go and really decide like who's going to really take charge of this universe because it's not going in a good direction. Yeah, I almost wonder if they would have let him go if Justice League
3: didn't start taping so soon after Batman v Superman wasn't were at theaters. They couldn't pull the plug. A good back question because that hurts them, you know, in the in the eyes in the eyes of the public. But I just again, you're taking these main characters and putting them in. It, at the very best a very divisive type of atmosphere yeah. it's like that's not what you need for your a-list guys marvel found a way to win with their b-list characters yeah and made them a list so you don't need otherworldly takes for mm-hmm. um batman or superman or t- something that's too extreme just yeah I, yeah Zack Snyder probably needs to go i'd say
0: yeah i you kind of said that you kind of said it well at the beginning of the zack snyder they're playing in a Zack Snyder world and it's just not it doesn't work because Zack Snyder is a visual director and he doesn't he, he he when he's given a good story, he can tell it fine, but he's not known for his cohesive storytelling. And that's become a theme in this DC cinematic universe that whatever we're calling it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you could have it in a Zack Snyder world, but the thing is you just need to have a director who can actually tell a story in that world.
0: Or write good and, stories. <laughs> exactly.
1: I don't think Yeah I don't think Necessarily, them being in that world is, is a bad thing. I mean, we, I clearly had fun in this movie. Yeah. My biggest issue was with the editing and the narrative of this movie and some of the contradictions that the characters have. Some of the suicide squad I really didn't even care for. I didn't care about Killer Croc. Yeah. Prepare. Slipknot.
0: Oh my Slipknot. gosh, that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. I uh. want, I have a rant to go on on Slipknot. They didn't even introduce. It. All right, I'm not even gonna get into it. Um, Katana,
3: Katana. was the same way. A random introduction with a flashback that was a completely Katana unnecessary. Just, Katana
1: just literally came in, just walked yeah. on a plane. She yeah. didn't, they didn't explain her. And place she's such and a shit.
0: cool character. It was. It sucks that they didn't use her well. I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah.
1: Um. They just need to really get their stuff together. I mean. If we're talking about if we're talking about um, box office numbers, they actually ended up beating Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But I want people to know I think one of the only reasons why they they beat Guardians of the Galaxy is just because the fact that DC has more popular characters than than um, DC. The Suicide Squad is more popular than Guardians of the Galaxy, or was at that point. And Guardians didn't have as much big names. Going into it, you know, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, Suicide Squad has the character, the Joker, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and actors' names. They got Will Smith, Margot Robbie, yeah. Jared Leto, and yeah. I think that's why Suicide Squad got the Squad. big names, for yeah. Sure. And I also, I also say this: we
3: live in a world where superhero cinema is the they're the, they're the kings of the box office, right? If yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy released today for Marvel, and they not release in 2014, I think it would do. Just as well as Suicide Squad. Maybe not, not quite better. as high, but up there.
2: It's, yeah.
3: it's a market in which everyone knows, like, oh, you go see the new Superior movie that's coming out from the big studio. Like, it's it's just a bigger, it's a more, it's just a more commercial market, so to speak. Um, so I think some of that has to do with the time it came out in, too. I don't mm-hmm. think um, Suicide Squad is was that much more necessarily, look, people were looking forward to it, but people were looking forward to Guardians, too.
0: Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, TD, I know you gotta go, so we got started a little late here, so we're gonna keep cut this episode a little short. But hey, it was a good conversation while it lasted. So, TD, where can people find you? What What are you doing these days?
3: Well, I'm just gonna keep doing shows. Either doing day like I said, sports related with the NFL, NFL media. I'm at producer TD. I also do my own basketball podcast, make it, take it the podcast. But as we know, I, I'm delving into a little bit more of a superhero cinema with the movies and uh so come check come check me out i don't know exactly when i'll be doing my next superhero show but hopefully soon uh, i think people have sort of responded to the episode you and i did carlos yeah um so it was fun being on here with you know you as well ozzy and just talking about suicide squad again it's make clear i had fun in this movie a lot of issues and i just <laughs> wish that and i'll say this i'm close with this too a lot of people have been asking for a potential ultimate cut of this movie like batman v superman and I don't think they can provide that because Batman yeah. v Superman, you can see where scenes were just taken out. This has, this was not just scenes taken out. It was scenes were moved around. Yeah. The, the beginning of this movie apparently reportedly was supposed to be the Enchantress, June Moon becoming the Enchantress. Instead, we got a beginning of uh, two different sort of dead shot and Harley Quinn introductions, which was not needed and also to that dinner scene with amanda waller that was also reshot <laughs> and and so we got a movie that was muddled and used and used a lot of pop music to help transition and flow uh so yeah it just it's a fun movie but it's so messed with the metal with by the studio and poor jared leto man
1: i know yeah
3: poor jared leto
1: I think he's going to do a great job, um, when, for whatever movie comes out his way. Yeah. Yeah. He's, but you know, he's such an artist. He's
3: an auteur kind of a guy. What if he gets so moody and like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like you guys screw me over already. (laughs) Yeah. that's, That's the issue.
0: Things could get complicated. That is for sure. All right. Well, TD, thanks for joining us. Um,
3: Thanks for having
0: me. Yep. I, hopefully, we'll have you on again soon. We'll see. Maybe Doctor Strange is coming out next. We'll maybe see. Maybe Doctor Strange, or maybe, yeah.
1: maybe you could even be a part of our uh, our podcast where we talk about the biggest flops twenty sixteen.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's coming up. So
1: nice. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be.
3: Uh, I'll be available. I'll keep an eye out for what you guys are doing. All right. Thanks,
0: All right, man. F- thanks, Thank man.
3: You. For sure. Thank you guys for having me. All
0: right. All right, Ozzy. Well, now let's. It's just you and me. So let's just finish this <laughs> thing out here. All right. Um, what do you got for your recommendation? Let's just do that, and we'll, we'll close this out.
1: I am going to recommend Jessica Jones.
0: Okay, fair
1: enough. Jessica Jones is, just going into this, it is not your typical superhero show. something that people have to get um, into their brains before it get Agreed. into the show, because I feel like a lot of people were really, really disappointed after Daredevil, the show, came out. It is really just a psychological thriller and it is, I I love this show. I think a lot, I think this is really an underrated show and I think I'm, I really want there to be a season two. It's a great show. The casting is the cast is great in this movie, um, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty great show.
0: Agreed, I, and especially now that we're getting Luke Cage coming up, uh, we got a poster today and a trailer coming up. It's either tomorrow or maybe Thursday. I can't remember. I think it's tomorrow. It's coming out, so keep your eye open for that, and definitely watch Jessica Jones because Luke Cage makes some appearances in Jessica Jones, so check that out. I agree. Um, my recommendation is a movie that we. Um, I, it shouldn't even have to recommend it because I've talked about it a lot in the past few episodes, but je- uh, it is, um, guardians of the galaxy. So I was
1: actually going to recommend
0: that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Cause we compared that. this, we compared suicide squad to it a lot and it's probably the better version of suicide squad. Um, but it's, it's one of the best MCU movies without a doubt. So definitely check that if you, out if you haven't. But if you've listened to this entire episode, I know you have, but you know what I'll recommend watch it again because it's that good. All right, well, that's all I got for recommendations, Ozzy. Want to close this out?
1: All right, Carlos, where can people find you?
0: Um, On Twitter, at Cheery456. And make sure you follow TD on Twitter as well, at ProducerTD. So, yeah, he posts a lot of stuff about, a lot of hot takes, as he calls them, about um, superhero movies and different things like that, (laughs) and and going all the way from NBA to NFL stuff. So check him out.
1: All right, guys, you can find me. On Twitter, at Castro, or it's actually Castro, Ozzy7. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, guys, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Please, please, please write and review the podcast on iTunes. Guys, this is Screamfellas.